brothers and sisters, in order that we may now be nourished with Christ, the true heavenly bread, we must not cling with our hearts to the outward symbols of bread and wine, but lift our hearts on high in heaven, where Christ, our advocate, is at the right hand of his heavenly Father. Let us not doubt that we shall be nourished and refreshed in our souls with his body and blood through the working of the Holy Spirit, as truly as we receive the holy bread and drink in remembrance of him. All those who are communicant members of this congregation are now invited to partake of the Supper of our Lord. First, we will sing together from hymn 44, the stanzas 1 and 2.
Please take the bread as a symbol of the body of Christ. The bread which we break is the communion of the body of Christ. Take, eat, remember and believe that the body of the Lord Jesus Christ was broken for the complete forgiveness of all our sins. Please take the wine as a symbol of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ.
The cup of blessing for which we give thanks is the communion of the blood of Christ. Take, drink from it, all of you. Remember and believe that the precious blood of our Lord Jesus Christ was poured out for the complete forgiveness of all our sins. Let us now read a portion from God's Word as we find it in Paul's letter to the Ephesians, first from chapter 1, verses 9 and 10. And then after a few words about this passage, we will sing in response from Psalm 147, stanza 6. And he made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure which he purposed in Christ to be put into effect when the times will have reached their fulfillment to bring all things in heaven and on earth together under one head, even Christ. Beloved brothers and sisters, in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, if you want to get somebody's attention, then you can do that by declaring that you know a certain secret. As soon as you tell somebody that, then they will perk up their ears. You know that when you make such a declaration, that then you will be the center of attention. You know something that somebody else doesn't know. And people love to be in on a secret. By telling them a secret, you are going to make them part of a certain group of people that are in the know. To be in on a secret makes you special. Well, Paul in this letter to the Ephesians also talks about a secret. He speaks here about the mystery of God's will. The mystery is a secret. Elsewhere it says that it is hidden. Paul is going to tell you something and that makes you and me very special. Only those who belong to God will be in on that secret. Oh no, Not that Paul or the Holy Spirit wants to withhold information from others. Oh no, the whole world may know this secret. But unbelievers are not interested in that secret, in that mystery. But the fact of the matter is that only those who are part of God's people will be in the know. God has chosen them to know the wonderful secrets of his mind and his heart. We as believers are made part of God's inner circle. And that is why we're also sitting around the Lord's Supper table together this morning. We are special to the Lord. And that is why he has revealed things to us. Wonderful things. What those wonderful things are we will see in a moment. But let us remember for now that we are here because in God's eye... In God's eyes, you and I are special. He wants to share with you and with me what is on his heart, what's in his mind. Let's sing together from Psalm 147, stanza 6.
We'll read from chapter 3 to verses 2 and 3, where once again Paul speaks about the mystery, but also about God's grace. And then afterwards we will sing from Psalm 107, the stanzas 14 and 17. Surely you have heard about the administration of God's grave that grace that was given to me for you. That is the mystery made known to me by revelation, as I have already written briefly. Brothers and sisters, it is because of God's grace that we can be together here this morning around the Lord's Supper table. Grace refers to unmerited favor. In other words, it refers to the fact that we do not deserve what God gives us. And yet, God gives us in abundance. And Paul speaks here about the administration of God's grace. Administration has to do with stewardship. And so he is the steward of God's grace. That means that it has been entrusted to him. And it has been entrusted to him not only for his own sake, but especially for the sake of the Ephesians and all believers. For Paul has to teach us. He has to teach us what our wonderful position is as members of Christ's body. God revealed this personally to Paul and now it is his responsibility to share the wonderful news of salvation in Christ. Namely with the Gentile Christians which is us. Brothers and sisters because Paul inspired by the Holy Spirit wrote these words we too may share in that knowledge. One of the mysteries is the revelation of God's grace. And we too have received God's grace. And God made himself known to us not only by his word, but also by his sacraments. Through the Lord's Supper, he makes known to us the secret of salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ. And through the symbolism of the bread and the wine, we may be reminded of the body and the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because of Christ's death, we are united with God and with one another. How wonderful it is to be recipients of God's grace. Let's sing together from Psalm 107, the stanzas 14 and 17.
If there are no more, then this will be the last table this morning. Still some seats here. Okay. Please take the bread as the symbol of the body of Christ. The bread which we break is the communion of the body of Christ. Take, eat, remember and believe that the body of the Lord Jesus Christ was broken for the complete forgiveness of all our sins. Please take the wine as the symbol of the blood of Christ. The cup of blessing for which you give thanks is the communion of the blood of Christ. Take, drink from it, all of you. Remember and believe that the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ was poured out for the complete forgiveness of all our sins.
Let us now read together from Ephesians 3, the verses 4, 5, and 6. And then afterwards we will sing from him 40, the stanzas 1 and 5. In reading this, then, you will be able to understand my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to men in other generations, as it has now been revealed by the Holy Spirit to God's holy apostles and prophets. This mystery is that through the gospel, the Gentiles are heirs together with Israel, members together of one body, and sharers together in the promise in Christ Jesus. Once again, Paul speaks about the mystery of Christ. Now he more fully explains what that mystery is. It is the profound mystery that God, through the blood of Christ, has broken down the barriers between Gentiles and Jews. And that means that the great news is that all barriers have been torn down. In this sinful world, we see all kinds of barriers between peoples. And people put all kinds of walls between themselves and others. They do not accept each other because of past wrongs, or because of the wrong color of skin, or because they have the wrong culture. There are many walls of hostility that are put up. The one person feels superior to the other because he or she thinks that he is more able or worthy than another, and another person feels very humble and doesn't feel worthy and feels that others are better than he. And so we put up walls. The list can go on and on as to kind as to the kinds of walls that man puts up. But now the profound mystery here is that we are all one in Christ, that there is equality between all men. There is unity. And that unity is first of all with Christ. And in the second place, because of Christ, there is unity between all those who believe in him. Once again, that is why we are around this Lord's Supper table. We are around this Lord's Supper table to show that there are no barriers between us. That we do not hold grudges with one another. That we do not judge one another according to our own subjective standards. That we accept one another in spite of our sins and our shortcomings and the sins and shortcomings of others. That we accept one another in spite of differences of opinion about certain things. And at the same time acknowledging that we want to submit ourselves to God's word and as they are summarized in the confessions. We do not want to be separate. That's what we show here at this Lord's Supper table. Because through faith, we are one in Christ. And brothers and sisters, that is the wonderful mystery that has been revealed to Paul through the Holy Spirit. And that is the mystery that may be known to us as well. And it is hard for us to practice what Paul and the Holy Spirit teaches us. But he says we are one. We are one in the spirit. And that unity is what we are expressing here at the Lord's Supper table. Amen. Let us now sing together of that unity by singing from hymn 40, the stanzas 1 
and 5. Beloved in the Lord, since the Lord has now nourished our souls at his table, let us together praise his holy name. Let everyone say in his heart, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. He will not always chide, nor will he keep his anger forever. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor requite us according to our iniquities. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his steadfast love toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. 
As a father pities his children, so the Lord pities those who fear him. He who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, will he not also give us all things with him? But God shows his love for us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Since therefore we are now justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. For if while we were enemies we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more now that we are reconciled shall we be saved by his life. Therefore my heart and my mouth shall proclaim the praise of the Lord from now on and forevermore. Amen. Let us now unite in thanksgiving prayer. Merciful God and Father, we thank you for the opportunity to partake of the supper of your Son, Jesus Christ, by eating of the bread and drinking of the cup, and so proclaiming the death of our Lord as the only ground of our salvation. We praise you that you give us the privilege to rejoice in the communion of your Son, as well as in the fellowship with one another. We also beseech you that we, being strengthened in faith by the celebration of the sacrament, may bring forth fruits of thankfulness. Cause us to show in our whole life our heartfelt love towards you and towards each other. Grant that with ardent expectation we may await the return of our Savior, who promised that he would drink with us of the fruit of the vine in the kingdom of his Father. To you, Father, be all glory, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, now and forever. Amen. You now have the opportunity to make your offerings to the Lord, and then we will sing in closing after the offertory from Psalm 40, stanza 2. <laughs> 